Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Your Vibes Podcast. Everybody's got a vibe and a story to tell. Here's this one. I hope you enjoy. This episode is brought to you by The Station. The Station is downtown Dixon's premier event venue. Located inside historic Mulberry Mill, The Station is a perfect space for a wedding or reception, birthday party or baby shower, conference or class, photo or video shoot, and even a live music performance. Just a quick 45-minute commute from Nashville, Clarksville, and Columbia, the station provides your guests with a classy and convenient experience in the heart of downtown Dixon's up-and-coming environment. To book your next event, please contact Andy Truman at 336-693-4311 or email her at events at mulberrymilldixon.com. Three, two, one, and we are off. What's up, everybody? I'm here with the man himself, Mr. Victor Lugo. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. You How good? you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Victor's a little nervous, so we'll try to make him a little comfortable. Uh, I, I made him listen to his own voice before we started. That way he'd get used to it. <laughs> uh, good. Everything going okay? Running around? Yeah, man. Good. I can't complain. Yeah? Um, did you have a good weekend? Weekend was good. Uh, a lot of time with the family, which is always good. And what do you do yeah. when you're with your family? What kind of family things do you all get into? Well, uh, Sundays we go to church in the morning, get out of church. Usually we grab something to eat and then you spend some time in the house together. And, yeah. you know, sometimes we go skateboarding. Oh, are you a skateboarder too? Well, I was By proxy. like 20 years ago, but now I'm studying again. <laughs> you know that new skateboard park that they've got is about finished. Yeah, well, that's right across the street from my house, so I have yeah, to. Like, have I to. already got the skateboard. Okay. I got my son, Alex, a skateboard. My mm-hmm. daughter, Eva, she can uh, skateboard. She can borrow it anytime. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're ready. Jennifer, get into skateboarding? No, she's not. No. <laughs> is she nervous that you do it? No, no. <laughs> No. I guess she knows you're a little bit of a wild man either way. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. And she puts up with it. <laughs> yes. That's, that's that's a good woman right there. Yes. Uh, cool. Yeah, so I'm sure that most people know Mr. Victor Lugo and his wife, wonderful wife Jennifer, um, owner of Lugo's Restaurant on Main Street and uh, pretty much the only white tablecloth restaurant in town at the moment, right? I guess so far, but the town yeah. is growing and it hopefully is. more restaurants coming in. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's people were, so as I think everybody knows, there's some stuff going on with the brewery, but um, it's going to stay a brewery. Um, they're just going to kind of pizzazz it a little bit. And um, I was having conversations with people saying, you know, I think, um, as this brewery kind of continues to grow, um, and I already know that there's a couple other breweries that want to come into Dixon and people are like, well, what do you think that's going to do to the environment? And I honestly think that the more options you have in either kind of genre, whether it be a brewery or a white tablecloth restaurant or a barbecue place or something like that, then that kind of makes that area or that town a little bit of a hub, you know, for that type of thing. People can go and, um, you know, they can enjoy one restaurant one night and then they know they can go back another night and, and have yeah. a, a different experience at a different restaurant mm-hmm. and um, different people and different environment, thing like that. So it kind of just makes this town a little bit of a, a destination environment. I know a lot with breweries as well, too, is that once a town like Clarksville's, I think, got like six or seven breweries in there. So um, there'll be groups of people that'll go 
and just hit a brewery and have a drink, you know, and then go to another brewery and have a drink. And, you know, then now you've got people shopping on Main Street, get yes. a good little buzz going on and shop on Main Street and spend all their money, right? That's right. That's it. Um, so I guess just tell, I don't really know the whole story either, but um, just a little bit about kind of where you came from and um, why you came to this little bitty old town of Dixon and decided to start a start a restaurant. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm originally from White Bluff. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. White Bluff's finest over here, born and raised. <laughs> I'm originally from Puerto Rico. Okay. And uh, so I lived there my first 21, 22 years. And then I went to uh, college in Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. How'd so, you end up over there? Um, I guess uh, it's a very good culinary school over there. Okay. And uh, that's what we decided. My mom, my my mother, and I we we decided that you know it was a good uh, option for me. So she helped me out to get there, and uh, and I did. That was my first time out of Puerto Rico. Uh, so I get to Providence, really cold over there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot different than Puerto Rico. Yeah. So <laughs> so I did my uh, associates in uh, culinary. And then I decided to uh, move on and just start working. So I got to, I worked for Disney World in Orlando. Yeah. Whoa. For three years. Okay. That was a great experience there. And uh, What'd you do at Disney? Just cooking, always cook, always cook. Uh, But at that time I was cooking for the employees of Disney. Okay. So So just large quantities on a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. so after that, I started working in retirement communities uh, all over uh, Florida. So I started in Kissimmee, Florida, and then moved on to uh, a little town called Eustis. Mm-hmm. And then from there, Daytona Beach and uh, Jacksonville. Just working in restaurants or? Retirement communities. Retirement, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, like upscale retirement communities, you know, um, um, he helped me a lot with the management mm-hmm. uh, aspect of the kitchen. Okay. Um, so they sent me to this place in Daytona Beach, and uh, so I rented an apartment there. And guess who is the landlord of that apartment? <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer's parents. Oh, there you go. So that's how I met her. Okay. You know, I became friend friend of her parents, and. Uh, you know, I move on from that apartment and just continue my life, but we continue a friendship. So I went and visit one time, and the daughter was there. And I'm like, wow, look at here. <laughs> She's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we met, um, and, you know, somehow we, we just started going out. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. The, the, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we, uh, we started going out. By that time, she used to live in Houston, Texas. Okay. So she she invited me, uh, you know, just, hey, you want to come to Houston? I said, sure, why not? And uh, move on to Houston. Over there, I was, I lived there five years. And then Houston became too big for us. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we decided, you know, to get married, build a family, and we were looking for something a little bit smaller. Uh, and she mentioned Nashville. And I said, sure, let's go. First time in Nashville, you know, she she we flew in and the funny thing is when when she bring me to Nashville, 
she bring me to uh, Bell Mead and all. <laughs> I was like, like oh, oh wow. this is very nice, <laughs> but I don't think we can afford it. <laughs> this is so great. she's like, well, yeah, I know. We just want. I just wanted to show you, you know, uh, everything. So, so we still we we start moving west, and you know, we saw that you know, the more west you move, you get more for the money and mm-hmm. a little more space. Uh, the country hills, or it was just you know not that city living no more and somehow we found dixon uh, we got into dixon and we got in love with it uh, um when was it that was uh we opened the restaurant in 2009 so we came in probably 2007 2008 okay and yeah you know that we saw a lot of potential in dixon uh uh, wasn't much going on on Main Street in 2007. Yeah, zero. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lights are out at like 5.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, we were in the mentality of, uh, uh, you know, build a family. And that's perfect, you know. I don't do too good in the big city. Mm-hmm. I need some. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need you Spread some, your wings a little bit. I need to, uh, you know, slow down a little bit, I guess. Um and uh, it was perfect for us at that time. And um, we decided, uh, I started working in Nashville and uh, in different places over there. And uh, some, you know, we say, you know, I think Dixon need a place to to eat uh, because a lot of people, they just drove to Nashville mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, we decided to open the restaurant. And that was in 2009. Jennifer was pregnant with Ooh. Eva. Okay. So Eva and the restaurant are the same age. How about that? Yes. How about that? When we opened, Jennifer was uh, serving tables sometimes with, you know, actually Eva born already. She born in February and we opened in July. Mm. Okay. But sometimes she was carrying the baby in the bag and just waiting tables. and <laughs> Doing whatever so, you could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was no alcohol in, in Main Street. Mm-hmm. So we were you know <laughs> sure responsible sure. for that I guess. sure sure <laughs> well you know I, I guess the kind of food that we wanted to bring and the kind of food that uh, i like to uh to cook is good to uh serve it with with a glass of wine mm-hmm. uh, an aperitif or uh you know a cordial mm-hmm. uh, and so you that is part of the whole uh environment of of coming to the restaurant I guess, in my opinion, you know. I mean, you don't have to drink to go over there. Sure. But, but, you know, it complements the food. That's exactly right. That's something a lot of people don't necessarily too much think about. I mean, a lot of people do, but some don't. Um, Is that the alcohol portion of it is not necessarily to get drunk. Like, it's... it's, it pairs well with the sure, food, yes. you know. I mean, there's there's wine pairings. There's books about wine pairings, you know what I mean. And then there's books about beer pairings or, or bourbon or whiskey pairings as well too. And um, especially, you know, because you're not you're not thinking I'm going to go get a McDonald's and a beer and they're going to pair well together. You know, you're you're you're. I mean, you can do yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you can do that. But um, in, in 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 the environment that you're trying to present, you know, you're you're obviously going to have a little bit more upscale food. Um, and so that would be a nice compliment to the to the food menu. Yes, and and you know, by that time, when you go to Nashville, you know, I was thinking about doing something that you don't have to go to Nashville. 
And, you know, that was part of the deal. You know, we needed a, a wine list. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer worked in the wine list. And, uh, and, you know, people love it. And people, we got two different sizes. Of, you know, people came in and say, Victor, this is nice, but you won't make it. This is too expensive. Mm. This is too fancy. You know, whatever. But in the in our guts, in our you know, we always felt right. Uh, it was never fear. Um, and we just you know, since day one, we've been blessed, uh, and we we've been busy. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Um, I hadn't quite. I was still in high school, I guess, when y'all started. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Yeah. No. How, when was I born? Seven? No, I was. I was. I graduated college in 2012, so I was just kind of piddling around college, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really. I'd, I'd only. I've only been in Dixon since I guess 2013, mm -hmm. um, and it had already kind of really caught on by then. But uh, you're right. I mean, and 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 these changes, and we'll kind of fast forward a little bit and then jump back to when you started. But you know, now you look at Main Street, and your price point is is pretty on par with everybody else's. I mean, Elizabeth's selling boards for eleven dollars. You know, yes. for some meat and cheeses, and mm -hmm. um, you know, I get two tacos and a side and a drink at Back Alley for almost sixteen bucks. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's um, people are kind of. It's not necessarily just social inflation, but I think people. Um, that have been in Dixon for a while that weren't really introduced to good quality food on a regular basis. They probably knew what it was, obviously, but um, driving to Nashville wasn't their favorite thing to do. I know it, it's not really mine most of the time either, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I think that you were kind of first out of the gate with like, hey, this is this is good food. This is what Dixon needs. Um, sure. How, how long did that kind of concept really take to, to catch on with the locals in Dixon to where they, you know, instead of going to – you know, somewhere in Nashville that, you know, they'd rather decide to stay here? Well, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's still a lot of people that, you know, they they still think that it's, sure. you know, enough for them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I understand that, you know, it's, it's okay. that, But, you know, um, I think Dixon right now, if you want a burger, you can get a burger. If you want barbecue, you can get barbecue. If you want fast food, you can get fast food. I'm just trying to do something a little bit different, something that I, I'm comfortable doing, mm -hmm. and I really enjoy cooking that kind of food, um, Is which, you know, it takes me to another problem that we're having now. It's just uh, the skill level. Mm -hmm. You know, you, it, you need more than wanted to cook mm -hmm. you need something to drive you something more than money you know you need some i don't know how to just put the it. love of the culinary arts for yes the most part. yeah you know uh a passion for it mm -hmm. you know um so well i th i think i think um in this town um there there's this there's this aura of of this nine to five mm -hmm. type thing you know and and I've, I've never really been on that boat but that's just the industrial town that we live in um and it's 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 rapidly changing um as, as we can see with these downtown business owners and these little um small pop-up shops that are coming up or um, these boutique stores or just boutique kind of booths that are coming around that um, and in just kind of the world in general, you can kind of see this phase out of of people wanting to just um, you know the boss makes a dollar, I make a dime type mm -hmm. of thing. You know they're 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 not satisfied. 
um, kind of with their day-to-day nine-to-five, something just to pay the bills and the, and the taxes and, and go home and, and do it all over again. And, um, you know, and, and at your place, they're not just necessarily line cooks, you know, with a, with a condensed menu of, of pretty much the same ingredients that are just mixed on a different plate type thing. And you're slinging out, you know, orders just like at the back of your hand, which I gets to that point with, with you all, but you, um, there's gotta be obviously some love and care put behind it. So, um, and I know that there's been some, a couple good chefs that have come in and out of Dixon as well too. And they've kind of, you know, like Ron Ron, he kind of started his own thing, whatever it may be. And then, you know, you've got, uh, Michael as well too. Is yes. he still running around? Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, and he was a cook in the Marines, or yes, sir. okay, yes. okay. Um, so, and I've, I've thought about that too because, um, the, given all this Corona stuff that happened, uh, obviously the hospitality industry took the hardest hit, mm-hmm. just shutting everything down. So, um, it's a very uh, tender um, environment in the hospitality space, just because you're relying a lot on. Um, the, the, you know, the economy of the situation. Um, so in, in regards kind of to, um, the talent that you're looking for, are you, um, are you, are, if you're looking for someone to come to work, um, maybe, um, are you, look, obviously they're going to have to have past experience of some sort if they're going to be a cook. Mm-hmm. Um, or is that something that, um, maybe you're, you're willing to teach or, uh, you know, like when Michael came on, he'd obviously had some past experience with that. But um, are you just kind of looking around Dixon or is there any sort of advertisement or are you searching around anywhere else or kind of headhunting anybody to? Yeah, to- yeah. We, we, you know, we, we, we put it online and, and we're searching for, uh, you know, not only Dixon, but outside of Dixon. Okay. I think what's happening now is uh, I, I guess I'm not the best teacher in the whole world. Sure. You know, sure. <laughs> I have to be honest about that. Um I, the way that I would learn is like I got a job, and if I want to learn something, I really have to be behind the chefs trying making notes and, mm-hmm. and you know, asking what is this, what is that. Mm-hmm. And I needed to push myself to learn what they were doing. Um, I, and I guess I always look for that kind of things when somebody want to learn from me. Mm. You know, I don't want to grab anybody by the hand and say, listen, this is this, this is that. It's just not me. Mm-hmm. I didn't teach, I didn't learn like that. Uh, which some some people understand that, some not, but mm-hmm. it's just, it, it makes sense for me. Um, you know, if you want to, you need to see something in me mm-hmm. that you wanted to learn. If, mm-hmm. if if you don't see anything in me that you can learn, then then it's no point. So coming in just because you need a, a job, it's it just actually, just to be honest, I don't think it's going to, you know, it's just going to be a matter of time that you're going to get tired of it. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's um, getting into kind of so I've I've started a little bit of this entertainment company. Um, the website finally got finished today, but uh, I've had um, a couple of people reach out who who have kind of wanted to get into the industry, whether it be DJing or event hosting or emceeing or something like that or podcasting. Um, and to your point, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not necessarily the best teacher uh, because it it the process has kind of become ingrained into how I just operate normally um, and, and and to kind of step back and put myself in somebody's shoes who's maybe never done it before or even at that level um, it's kind of tough to, to describe in a relatable manner like okay this is how it's done sure. same exact thing it's like I just told this person I was like just come shadow me I don't know if I can or you know will help in whatever kind of way that you are looking for but sure. follow me that's fine and so 
So they did. They showed up um, at a couple karaoke nights and from start to finish helped me unload my car. And I was like, I don't really, I've got a method to my madness, but I can't really write it down. So you just need to watch and then sure. just ask questions. And that's exactly what they did. Yes. And it got to the point to where they did it a couple times. And then I even asked them to kind of, if I had to go to the bathroom or go run and do something, you know, I asked them to take over for a little bit and just kind of slowly release the range sure. just a little bit until you feel comfortable kind of just turning it over to yeah. them. And then, and at that point they can put their own spice on it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't have to be exactly, you know, Victor Lugo's cookie cutter type method of doing it. So long mm-hmm. as it gets done the way you want it to get done, um, you know, and taste, uh, you know, to a certain quality of sorts, but, um, it's kind of getting tough to find people that, that, you know, um, they want to get out of the, the system of sorts, but they don't really know what they want to do, you know. and Well, and uh, another thing from, you know, uh, talking about Lugos is, you know, we don't have, I mean, right now we're running the restaurant with uh, myself and two other cooks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you sometimes go to another restaurant, you got you got the, an executive chef, and then you got the sous chef, mm-hmm. and then you got the chef de cuisine, and then you go, you know, it's all this brigade of people working together to make this thing happen. And, you know, as a small business, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like bartending, I got one. If the mm-hmm. bartending is sick, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, if the dishwasher is sick, what are we going to do? So, you know, all this had to have a big play on running the restaurant you know that's why i'm 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 on the schedule Mm -hmm. you know i'm not you know uh, which is 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 challenging absolutely but since day one dixon has been great to us you know we've been busy since day one like i said we've we've been very blessed and uh and you know it's i had to thank the town for for backing me up on that Mm -hmm. it is a good town that and we've said it on many podcasts too that um, that do support more locally than really a lot of other towns that I've come across. You know, I mean, the, the shop local vibe here is, is massive. And, um, I think that it's going to be a, a continued supporting environment. Um, so long as things don't change, you know, drastically, which I, I, I don't see them going any sort of negative direction, just like we've said, just given what's going on in Main Street right now, and it's just going to continue to grow. I mean, Dixon, Dixon is, is really hurting for some more um, options on food. I think we can both agree that, that, that yes. you know, and, and, and even even more particular, not to say this would be kind of your niche, but like, like a late night grub area, something other than Waffle House or something like that. But some 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 restaurant that maybe had you know a, a, a lighter menu of sorts, maybe just some tapas style and stuff that was open till you know one in the morning or something like sure. that, where it wasn't yeah. you know House of Brews is great. Um, that's a that's a that's an environment within itself, and plenty of people go there, and you can drink beer till legally three o'clock to when they have to close. But um, something that um, is like a before and after type place, you know, maybe. They've got reservations at Lugo's for 7.30. They're off work at 4. They want to go get a cocktail before maybe a light appetizer or something, then come and have the full menu with you, um, you know, and, and maybe change things up and go get a dessert somewhere. I mean, something something sure. that's not really catering to um, a sit-down, you know, come-in type type thing uh, would, be a, would be a decent start. But um, there's plenty of options as well, too, for, for another quality restaurant to come into town, which definitely, I think would just, definitely. you know, rising tide brings up all the ships type thing. Yes. Um, um, you know, one thing, man, I can't wait just to have, like you're saying, you know, a bunch of different restaurants coming in and different, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
different places to to enjoy a night. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just want to encourage people. You know, if, if you're a server, you're a bartender, you're a chef. You know, I know I understand Nashville is is the place to be right now to do that kind of stuff. But man, this you know Dixon is growing. We need we need we need you guys in mm-hmm. here. You know, uh, is. It's fine if somebody wants to do a nice restaurant, but guess what? You're going to need people to run it. Yep. And that's always my concern into somebody, you know, coming in, you know, with an idea of opening X kind of, re- you know, whatever mm-hmm. restaurant. It's like, okay, good. Who's going to run it? Well, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Well, who's going to be the bartender? Well, I don't know yet. It's like, you know, I understand that, but but that's the main reason right now, like, like we struggle right now because we don't have that that most everybody that yeah mm-hmm. so where where what do you think's the issue with the help where, where, why are people not wanting to get out and, and do something you know in that industry or just even i mean even the retail stores too man i mean elizabeth is you know i talk to her quite often just about how because she's obviously a new business owner just a year in and um i talk to her you know frequently about kind of just the labor situation and you know, she's having to work pretty hard, obviously, and she's only a year in, which is kind of expected. But, um, you know, and, and, and if, like you were saying, somebody calls out sick, what do you do? You yeah. know, you, 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 there's not really a backup list of people here. I mean, is it just, yeah. is it just society when in itself is kind of a little more complacent about or, or doesn't care as much about, you know, money or, 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 um, I, you a know, craft I just, or, just to be honest, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know because, uh, man, I've been, like I say, cooking has been, I've been cooking since I'm like 19 years old mm-hmm. and I just never stop. You know, I, I, I work through college. I work before college and I work, you know, I, I, I don't know. I never stop to think about why people are not working, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we pay uh, competitive, you know, like, like, you know, if you know what you're doing, you're going to get paid right. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know anything, then we can start you. Li- listen, right now, I don't think nobody's making $10 an hour. Right. Just, I, I just say. In the industry, at least, I don't think nobody's making $10 an hour. So, you know, just to, to start, you're going to start at least 12 Mm-hmm. If you know what you're doing, then we can talk a little bit more. And, you know, we have uh, vacation pay for, for you know, if you work with us for over a year, we have, we pay 75% of uh, the health insurance for, you know, the people that have the health insurance. We have a retirement plan now. So, you know, we... we it's a full setup. We yeah. offer some good stuff. I don't understand why the people are not lining up. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm too mean. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Well, what it and is. it's not just you. Like yeah. we were saying, is I mean, I know the the brewery's having some problems, and I think that um, you know, there's several other places around town that there's just a, a labor issue, and I, I I I and I can't quite put my finger on exactly exactly what it is, but I I do think kind of where a lot of this uh, may lead is that people are in this weird rut about getting out of high school and not really necessarily being prepared for life and society. There's a couple small steps that they take, but there's no real, um, there's no real time that, that I've found that of, of people that have, uh, been put into a situation 
to where they decide whether they like it or they don't. They pretty much just start school and finish. And maybe there's some, you know, there's some outside of school programs to where they'll go and intern for somebody, but it's mm-hmm. not really labor intensive. And I think people get out of high school and this whole push for you know, a, a, a four-year degree and taking on all this debt mm-hmm. is kind of gone out the window too. People are starting to realize that that's not really paying off in the long run and you're just stuck with a, a boatload of debt. Yes. Um, so I, I think where all this is really going is these, these two-year technical schools. And I think that mm-hmm. um, in the hospitality industry, it would be great, especially if Dixon could do it. If Dixon could bring a little culinary school to Dixon, mm-hmm. you know, then you would have eyes on Dixon and then immediately have a labor force as soon as they got out. Sure. I mean, right now, if you know what you're doing and go to any restaurant and you show up, show up to work every day, I mean, that's, I, I'm sure in the first week or two, if you need more money and you mm-hmm. talk to them, hey, you know, because, you know, but, but I'm not, I don't believe in you coming out the door not knowing anything and you're going to make $15 an hour mm-hmm. because I think you will value more the money if you earn it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, $15 an hour after six months is just going to be money. You know, $100,000 a year after a few years, you're just going to, you're going to need a raise. So, you know, money doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't just, satisfy you forever. Yeah. Like there's always that next wrong. That's yeah, you make more up. money, you're going to buy a better car, a better mm-hmm. house. Well, well, Victor, I need this much now because I bought this and I bought that. I said, well, you know, uh, so, so, you know, you, oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying. He's, yeah. So, uh they really need to care about what they're doing in order for it to be kind of yeah. a long-lasting. When I became a cook, I never asked how much money I was going to make. And I neither of the people that I graduated with, I mean, I, money was the last issue because as a cook, we know we're not going to make that much money. But we love to cook. Now, I don't know how many of them still cooking this day, you know, because right. you realize that you can make more money in different ways. Maybe not as hard, you don't have to work as hard. Maybe now you can stay home a little, a little bit longer, you know. So it's other ways to make uh, the money. The food industry in the kitchen is always going to be hard, mm-hmm. you know. It's not going to be an easy job. I cannot sugarcoat it. We interrupt this episode with a message from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by The Station. The station is downtown Dixon's premier event venue. Located inside historic Mulberry Mill, the station is a perfect space for a wedding or reception, birthday party or baby shower, conference or class, photo or video shoot, and even a live music performance. Just a quick 45-minute commute from Nashville, Clarksville, and Columbia, the station provides your guests with a classy and convenient experience in the heart of downtown Dixon's up-and-coming environment. To book your next event, please contact Andy Truman at 336-693-4311 or email her at events at mulberrymilldixon.com. Now let's get back to it and enjoy the rest of this episode. Well, you do it because you you love it. You got a passion. Uh, so, you know, that surprised me, you know, well, how much are going to make? Well, I don't know. Let me see how much you, you know, how much you know. Uh, that was, you know, even opening the restaurant, we knew we were going to, you know, maybe struggle a little bit. Uh, but we never expected to make big amounts of money. I mean, everything is, you know, I have everything that I need. 
the family is fed, you know, everything is good. Um, but, you know, that was not the main reason to open the restaurant. Right. You know, so. Well, when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, you're like, all right, I'm doing, you know, what yeah. I love doing, which is, a, you know, something that probably 90% of America can't say right now is that, you know, they're, they wake up and they drag their ass out of bed and get in the car and chug their coffee and go in the office and then drag mm-hmm. their ass out, you know, back out in the car and go home, you know. And um, I think that sense of, of satisfaction that, um, you know, that you're living out the life that, you know, you feel like you're sure. meant to live out is way more satisfying than anything that a paycheck could bring home. You know? Definitely. I, um, yes. And I feel the same way. Like right now, I mean, I, I, I think to me... The money aspect is kind of is kind of just what keeps the wheels greased. So it, it having the momentum of of making money um, is is kind of what brings momentum to your life just in general. And that if you love what you do, you're just going to keep attracting more and more money people because you become more valuable. Because if you love what you do, you're going to try real hard at it, and you're going to try to get better and better and better and better and better. You're not just there to serve a table, do the job, put a smile on your face, get a check and go home kind of thing. Like you're going to want to keep learning. And as you become more valuable, you become less fireable or, you know, you don't fade into the background and and lose all that money that you were going to make, um, as quick or ever, if at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's in, 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 in the kitchen, like you said, I've worked, um, you know, I worked for a catering company for a long time and, um, I, I love just the thrill of it. You know, that yes. was, that was it. That's why I started an entertainment company. It's not easy at all. It's late nights. It's weekends. I mean, yes. some, some weeks I'll put in a hundred hours, you know, if I've got to, if I work here, my 40 plus, and then I'll do trivia for four hours on a Thursday night, you know, and then if I've got bingo that same Sunday, that's another hour and a half. Yeah. And if I've got a wedding to DJ or an event to MC, you know, that's another five, six, seven, eight hours. Well, something it, like it's that. called work for a reason. That's exactly it's not right. work, it's not called vacation mm-hmm. or it's not called let me mm-hmm. hang out, you know. So I, I've, you know, you like the, you just said it, man. If you if you stay long enough in a job and you do what you don't even have to put the extra mile yet, you know. If you do what you're supposed to do and you stay there long enough, you, the only way is up. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. But you cannot be jumping two months here, two months over there, six months here, one month over there. You know, just just stick up with whatever you love, stay there, and you know you, you will become successful eventually yeah. eventually and it yeah. may take a lot longer than you suspected yeah. it to mm-hmm. you know Definitely. but but that 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 time spent is just you growing and growing as a person and if you get down to the end of the road and you're like this is not what i want to do at least you gave it your best shot you know you learn something yeah. it's never a waste of time you know you for everything that you do you will learn something it's a learning experience that's it. Yeah. I mean, even in that catering business, you know, I learned how to properly clean tables and chairs and, and fold napkins and clean utensils and set tables and, and deal with yep. clientele. You know, dealing with people just in general is a lost, you know, is a lost talent these days just because everything's online so much. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because like, you know, going back to when COVID hit and stuff. Everybody knew what was going on. You know, when you go to a restaurant, the restaurant is closed. We, you know, it's because of COVID. Um, we have to or somebody's sick or whatever. But then that kind of fade away a little bit. And some people say we're doing a little bit better, you know. And uh, cool, we're doing better. But right now, after a few months, 
after you know we reopen again people thought that well the restaurants are back open so you know yes we're open but now we don't have the same employees that we used to have now we're less so people came in with yes i want i'm I'm ready to get my drink right now and i'm ready to eat and i'm you know the demand is there and everything but they didn't they didn't realize that mm-hmm. you shorthanded you yeah. know what i'm saying and you want to sugarcoat it the most you can welcome how you doing and mm-hmm. this and that but sometimes just meet another guy and then 50 people coming in the door and that's the difference when, when everybody knew COVID was going on and then let's say post-covid you know uh you know now you know so I encourage the customer just just to sit down, have a drink, relax, mm-hmm. know what's going on. You know, we shorthanded, and when I say we, it's, it's a lot of restaurants in town, in the nation. So you know, there's just, a for hiring sign everywhere I go. Yes, I mean, you yeah. walk in any door of any restaurant, they will hire you pretty much on the yeah. spot. You know, at least to be a dishwasher mm-hmm. or you know a server or something like that. Yeah. So you know maybe some people don't don't realize that 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 is 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 just you know you don't have the help that you used to have and uh, and it's, it's becoming a, an issue that I never had before. Um, yeah, and yeah, just to reiterate that I, I think that uh, and I see all this stuff on you know Hip Dixon or Facebook or whatever it may be. Uh, people people get on there and they use that as their soapbox to complain every time somebody messes up very rarely will you see a a compliment you know on 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 that page and um you know most people you know they'll keep their compliments to themselves a lot of times but you know when something goes sideways you know they're going to be the first to blast it out all over there and um you know i i think that a lot of those people have never owned a business in their life you know and I've, i've followed some things and um, you know, if, if any of my friends kind of get caught up in that hubbub of, you know, the, the, the keyboard warrior type thing, you know, my first question, and, and I try not to get too involved, but just to kind of shift the perspective is, have you ever owned a business period, you know, especially a restaurant business or a hospitality business, you know, and then things kind of go quiet at that point. I think people, um, that weren't, uh, besides the fact of them maybe having to stay at home or they can't go to these certain places that they're used to going to, um, it's tough for someone who hasn't been in a business owner's shoes uh, to step into those shoes and realize, like, this isn't just we were opened and COVID hit and we had to close and now we're back open kind yes. of thing. You know, I mean, there was obviously a lot of heartache that went on in between that close period of, like, what are we going to do? How is, you know, how does a, how does a, a, a to-go um, tight business look, you know, I mean, how are we going to, we running just all to go menus, call and stuff like that. How does that look? You know, what precautions do we need to take when we open back up, you know? And then, like you said, how long were you have to shut down? Um, well, we, we, uh, I think we tried to do the to go only. Yeah. And it was just Jennifer, my uh, Jennifer's mother and me, and it just became too much, mm-hmm. you know. So we did that for probably three months, mm-hmm. and we just decided that you know we 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 killing ourselves, you know. It just it just doesn't make sense. It just not. It, we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but but you know when the food that I'm trying to bring to the table, I don't want to serve it in a 
plastic or sure. styrofoam, sure. you know? I mean, people want steak and people want potatoes and fries and whatever. You know, we got our fries, uh, you know, from, you know, fresh cut from, from a fresh potato. And, you know, it takes a process to do everything from scratch. And you paying top dollar for a steak and I'm going to put in a styrofoam and you're mm -hmm. going to eat it 20 minutes later. Mm -hmm. It just does not. That's not what we wanted to do. So it became really, really rough, really tough for us to do the two goals. So I guess close, I mean, we we were two or three months, you know, yeah. like trying to survive somehow. And how, so of your staff, kind of what percentage ended up coming back after COVID? Um, or after you opened back up, I guess. The servers came back. And then we have problems with the back of the house. Uh, we have problems, uh, you know, with uh, dishwashers, salad person, and, uh, you know, line cooks coming back. Um, and I don't know if it was because of COVID. I, I, I don't know. It just, I really don't know, you know. This is another thing that happened in that period. Let's say, for example, you always been a cook. You've been a cook for 10, 20 years, whatever. And then COVID hit. And this is the first time that you try to do something else that is not cooking. Mm. And then guess what? Wow, I don't have to wash dishes. I don't stink when I get home. I can, I can be home for dinner. You know, all these things happen for first time that somebody that's been doing, you know, that kind of job for many years, you know, I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, some of them didn't came, didn't come back. I'm sure they're doing well right now, and I congratulate them and everything. But you know, I'm stay, I stay. Sure. So I just have to deal with whatever is uh, is going on now. Um. So you know, I don't, it's a wild damn world out there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It is. Um. So I guess to anybody, you know, besides the labor standpoint, like we had talked before, as far as like. You know, if you want to come in and open a restaurant, who's going to be the bartender? Who's going to be back of the house? You know, who's who's going to kind of be um, the line people, the waiter, stuff like that. Um, to anybody kind of maybe wanting to open up their own restaurant, whether it be, you know, whatever type of food it may be. Um, you know, what are kind of maybe the first couple things, like I said, besides labor, um, you know, that they should really consider heavily and kind of get hammered out before opening the doors? Don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. don't do it at all. Yeah. Just go out to eat. Don't no, worry I'm joking. You know, <laughs> you know, I always say that uh, when somebody asks me uh, that question, I always say, "Just don't do it." Mm -hmm. um, no, but but you know, it's it, it just take a lot of sacrifice. You just want to make sure that that's what you want to do. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Not not just. Uh, physically working wise but you know the family too you know especially us you know uh thursday friday saturday i have to be at work mm -hmm. you know yes we have sunday off but but guess what you know uh, not everybody had the i mean i got few weekends off a, a year and that's uncommon for i guess the rest of the people that don't work in in uh in the industry so just to make it easier let's say for example i cook and my wife worked for me and you know with me but let's say that you're a cook and your wife work in a bank so you coming home 11 maybe midnight or 10 o'clock at night smelling like a deep fryer mm -hmm. and then you know the family's been already home since four o'clock so it is a sacrifice that comes with it yeah 
So you just need to understand that, that it's a sacrifice. And then from there, who's going to help you out? You know, uh, and you just go for it. You know, I, you know, if you really got the desire, uh, go for it. What goes into uh, what goes into planning the menu? I mean, how did how did that kind of come about? Did you just kind of pick some of your favorite dishes, or maybe things that were more locally available, but but still of quality? Well, you know, just, just to be honest, um, I'm not this cook that oh, I'm going to invent something today that nobody ever done before. And, and you know, I, maybe some people are like that, some chefs are like that. But I, that's not the way, you know, I create a dish. What I do when I create a dish, sometimes, you know, I go back in my mind, places that I worked before. Um, sometimes I see a commercial and it just that inspired mm-hmm. me to something. And then I put my own twist. Uh, I also go to Nashville and... It's something that we call stash. We means uh, I go to another restaurant and I work. Uh, you know, no pay. I just work to learn new techniques. And, uh, and you still you, do that? Yeah, yeah. Where do you go? I go. Uh, what I did last time. Uh, I did flight. Oh, that, cool. But flight is it's been closed for a few years mm-hmm. now. I did. That wasn't I, open for too terribly long, was it? No, they they were, okay. but but uh, they closed down probably two three years ago. Okay. I did Edge. Mm. Uh, good spot too. My last one that I work is the Optimist in, okay. in Germantown. Okay. Uh, so you know, it's it's. Uh, so what do you do when you go? You just are you just kind of a, a well? Chef? I first you call the chef and you say, hey, you know, I'm. You introduce yourself and. So that, that you're interested to stash and if they say yes you come in and whatever needs to be done you won't be cooking that day sure usually they put you to do whatever nobody else want to do it could be peeling potatoes it could be chopping vegetables i mean you know whatever it is but but you know i think the the most important thing that i learned in my early career is uh one chef told me when you're prepping you need to move your head up once in a while and see what's going on around you you know that way you can lead or you can you just need you just need to see what is around you so you know when i'm in another restaurant and i'm prepping for somebody i'm still looking around and you learn you know let's say that guy's cutting a potato a different way or doing a dressing that i never seen before so i go over there and ask man what is in here and i don't you know that means i'm not going to come to my restaurant and copy everything right but you know it just give me a, a different perspective of how people are doing things in other restaurants mm. and then i put my own twist to it yeah you know? well i think all great things are stolen from from everybody i think that mm-hmm. that's the way it's supposed to be done you know i, I don't all this stuff this proprietary stuff obviously some stuff has to be proprietary and, and you need to put your own twist on it but um you know we'll never you can't ever get any better unless you learn from other people sure you know every great artist is stolen from another artist in, in one way or the other whether it be the way you draw a certain line or how you shade things or something like that but it's you know the overall picture is obviously your picture um sure and then when you stash you know you are working mm-hmm. for somebody with they're not paying you so you're paying for that knowledge mm-hmm. that's the way i you know I guess you get paid, you know, just for knowledge. And let's say, you know, sometimes you see a recipe that, really, that you that I really like. I just ask the chef, "Hey, chef, can I can I copy this? This is amazing." Mm-hmm. And you know, he can say yes or no. 
But when it, when it go back to me, to the restaurant, I always tweak it in a way that is always, um, you know, a little bit different from, from the original uh, dish. Just a touch of Victor in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Uh, what about your specials? How do you, uh, is that the same kind of way you just, maybe you do the stash or see it on commercials or is that, is that a seasonal thing or, uh, in the summer, a little more seasonal. I mean, right now in, in, you know, in, in Dixon, we have, uh, uh, the farmer's market. They do great job. It's about to be uh, another big one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They're going to move that right down the street. Yes, sir. So you can plan a little bit better because all the farmers they come victor what you need well victor i have this and i got that and you got a little more to uh play with but we don't have that all year round you know now that it's cold outside not everybody has you know tomatoes mm -hmm. and lettuces and things like that um but you know the special they just come out of, of whatever i i don't know whatever right yeah right out of your brain whatever yeah. <laughs> feels good you know and uh Maybe I sometimes it comes in a dream, you sure, know. Sure. It just, it as just, most as most good things do, right? it just happens. Yeah, so I don't know. yeah. yeah. Um, so, kind of given your um, obviously experiments or experience and and being in the belly of the beast of the res restaurant industry, what uh, I know a lot of people are shouting, you know, Italian restaurant or something like that. Um, you know, what do, what do you think that would kind of help? Maybe one or two restaurants or something that would help, kind of. Complete, not necessarily complete, but keep molding this this picture of Dixon. You know what what would be a good thing to come, kind of plant their roots and maybe start, you know, here in Dixon. Well, I'm glad you say Italian restaurant because a lot of people think that we're Italian, mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's the the last name Lugo, Luigi. Mm -hmm. I'm not Luigi, I'm Lugo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, um, we're not Italian, and it's not an Italian restaurant. Yes, I have pastas and things like that. But you know, when you when you think about um, American cuisine, it's just a melting pot of right. of, of a little bit of everything. Um, I would love to see a real Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. Sure, um, like I a Coco's or something. Are you a fan of Coco's? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, 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 always good. Yeah, and uh, I heard the food trucks are might be coming. Yeah, they're pushing those things pretty hard right now. Well, yeah, you know, they're on the chopping block for sure. Yeah, that, I think you know if the Dixon is the city's gonna grow. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to see all kinds of. Uh, places to eat including food trucks mm -hmm. uh i need i need some asian food man some oh, some yeah. vietnamese cool or or thai yeah you know yeah which we have plenty of uh asian and we got japanese style cooking in here in town they're great but i'm looking for maybe some vietnamese yeah. or have you been to the Korean barbecue place yet? Not yet, because okay. when they're open, um, I'm You're at working. work. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I think they're only Thursday to Saturday right Thursday now. Thursday to Saturday, yes. Okay. But I heard good things about it. I love Korean food. Um, but yeah, no, not yet. That's a wild bunch. You ever met Starlight and David that own it? No. Oh, man. No. I had them on the podcast. I guess they were before you. Mm -hmm. um, wild people. I mean, they really love what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They've mm -hmm. got really fresh and um original ingredients um from korea and um you know apparently do it well i haven't been there yet either um, mm -hmm. but i think they, they haven't been open too terribly long so i'll definitely make the trip i think i may try to even no next this thursday's thanksgiving um maybe sometime this weekend try to head down there but um cool so uh do you 
and I guess um, kind of with the way things are going now, you've never really, I, I, I know this kind of adds a whole different aspect to things, but um, now I know you have your, your paella dish that you do, right? Yes, right? sir. But you've never, you, you haven't really taken on a full catering type thing yet. Are you just trying to keep it brick and mortar in the restaurant or? Yeah, we want to keep it there because I'm the one doing it, you know. Absolutely. So if, if I'm not at the restaurant, then you know, who's going to cook, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, my guys, they help me and stuff, but I, you know, right now I have to be there, you know. So I cannot be in two places at the same time, of course. So, you know, I like to do the paellas on my, on you know, days off or, you know, you just need to call the restaurant and just let me know, hey, what about this day? Usually it's going to be Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Uh, if I want to do in the future some catering yeah may, maybe when i retire sure <laughs> sure <laughs> get somebody else in the restaurant can yeah, help you know, you out there. yeah you know i mean lugos it won't be open forever you know it's gonna come a day that we have to say hey uh this is it uh but that doesn't mean we're gonna i'm gonna start cook stop cooking you know maybe sure. maybe i can have a little more time to do what maybe you, you can start said. a food truck <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so what is? Yeah, tell me what is, what is that paella dish? What, how do you how do you go about that? Well, paella is a traditional dish from Spain, uh, and it's, it's it's just you know it's a rice dish, you know. And I guess in different, I don't you know I'm not an expert in paellas. I just know you know a little bit about it. Uh, but in different parts of Spain, you know, they, some some of them they just do only seafood, or, or some of them do only meats, and some of them mix uh, seafood and uh, meats. So what I do in here is what, what I did is I, I order a little pan. My first pan it was just for like four people. You can fit enough paella for four people, and then I bought another one. That you can feed 15 people, mm. and then I bought another one that you can feed 50 people. Oh my gosh! So little by little, I've been uh, practicing to do it. I don't cook my paella uh, traditionally the way they do in Spain because I'm not from Spain. I never been there. But I put, like I say, my own twist. You know, uh, you know, I I use uh, usually shrimp, uh, sausage, and chicken breast. And we use saffron, and we use a short grain rice. Uh, man, it's just it's just mm-hmm. a good time, you know. Is that a big wok that you've got, or is it? Yeah, it's a big skillet, big okay. skillet, you know. And it's it's a conversation. How you say? Uh, <laughs> networking or well, you conversational know, piece. Yes. Okay. When I bring that thing out there, you know, and I get that olive oil hot. And I just got everything ready for it. And I just bring the fresh garlic and the sausage and then all the sizzling start going. And then you're smelling the fresh garlic and yeah. the sausage. Yeah. And everybody just now I'm getting their attention. And, you know, it's just cool. You know, the glaze with a little bit of wine, putting the saffron. And it's just when everything starts bubbling real nice. That smell just starts drifting <laughs> yes. throughout. Yes. You know, and, you know, you cover it up and 20 minutes later, papa. You got paella. Wow. So how long is it from start to finish, really, to take? I think, I mean, after I prep everything, you know, the prep might take me uh, probably a couple of hours, but after I prep everything, uh, I can have a paella done in in about two hours from beginning to end. Because after you finish cooking it, you got to let it rest for for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. You know, and uh, and, you know, that's it. Dive in and get it. I'm going to have to do that. 
I think we sold one of those at our um, at our ducks banquet um, a couple years ago. I, don't know. I guess nobody's ever reached out for that. I guess that's kind of how it goes. You give away gift cards, people kind of just stick them. And well, somebody, yeah, somebody did they. Somebody bought it, but they never yeah, called. They me. never bought it, but they never called. <laughs> you. Yeah. So if you're out there listening to this and you bought it, you got you're missing yeah, out. I on owe you a buy, yeah. Lot. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Cool. Um, we're about an hour in, man. That flew by, didn't it? Yeah, that's good. It wasn't that bad, was it? No, man. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, what well, do you have? Anything else you want to say to anybody? No, you know, just just continue uh, coming to. Dixon to uh, this is a great place to live and great place to open a, any kind of business. You know, um, I think uh, the community is really into uh, bringing new stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, thank you for supporting Lugo. Thank you for supporting my family. And uh, yeah, I see you around. Yeah, yeah. Victor's a great dude. Jennifer's a good dude. He's got a good family. He's got a fantastic restaurant. And like you said earlier, um, not just with Victor, but with with everybody running a business right now, um, all these people need some support. Um, whether that be in person, um, you know, or you know, if you see them on the street, and and they also need patience too. You know, just like you said, everybody is going to be shorthanded. Everybody's going to go up and down. You know, hopefully things will kind of turn around here. Um, in the future, but um, you know, keep your comments if they're negative, you know, to yourself and and off Facebook, and because that's the last thing that a business owner needs is is a, a, a rowdy you know uh, client that uh, gets on there and 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 bashes somebody or something, and and now the owner of the business has to deal with that too. You know, there's there's PR issues and stuff, and um, so just keep everything as high vibe as you can and support these people. Um, Dixon's a growing community and it's not going to stop. I mean, it's growing at an exponential rate. I mean, hell, we just, the state finally just repaved all our roads. You know, that means we're, we're back on, you know, we're on the map. We've got good roads and, um, a lot of development coming in town, a lot of apartment complexes that are lands getting rezoned too. So, um, the county's population is about to bust, and um, I think that there's going to be uh, a lot of kind of outside people that move in with the same spirit that you've got to to start something great and, and something unique. And um, I've got full faith in this in this county and in the surrounding to to kind of support everybody. So cool. All right. Well, appreciate everybody listening. Thank you, Vic, for taking the time. Thank you for you having know, me coming in. And yes. um, you guys like, share, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, let's blow this thing up and, uh, until next time, peace. Thanks again to the station for sponsoring this episode. If you are looking to book your next wedding or reception, baby shower or birthday party, conference or class, photo or video shoot, or even a live music performance, please reach out to Andy Truman at 336-693-4311 or shoot her an email at events at mulberrymilldixon.com. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, please reach out to me directly via email at yourvibespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, stay vibey, my friends. Mm-hmm.